Hey, Bob and Joyce listeners, this is Bob Stapleton here. This week, we take on the topic of stepping into the unknown. It's a natural follow-up from our last podcast where we talked about curiosity and the fact that one person alone, when looking into the future, will not have all the answers. So today, we talk about the discomfort and demands of stepping into the unknown and uh, give advice on how to navigate the unknown and how to build that in as a competency. We explore what it looks like and how it can be learned. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Enjoy the podcast. And hello, Bobby. Hey, Joyce, happy summer. I know. (laughs) Both got back from vacation, we're all rested. And we're all crazy, and uh, I have to laugh because we were thinking, what on earth to talk about today? And it's, so I'm going to do what I thought the title was. I'm going to step into the unknown. I wondered or was thinking about what do you do when you really cannot see clearly a future path and you're already in motion? whether you have a business or a family or whatever, how do you, what helps when you're stepping into the unknown? Or what is that like? And since I just did it, (laughs) (laughs) stepping into the unknown with this topic, I'm going to mention something, which is when everything else is swirling, get yourself stable. So I'm going to remind me as we talk, that we are here to share experience, yep. have fun, duh, and what else? <laughs> <laughs> and to give a nugget if we have it. So I'm hanging on to those as we step into the unknown for this conversation. Yeah, I'll tell you the metaphor that comes to me is uh, when you feel uh, kind of your equilibrium going, yeah. And, you know, so there's like an unknown, you're not sure where you are, and somehow just grounding yourself, either grabbing, you know, the arm of the chair that you're sitting in or grabbing the wall to kind of give you some sense of stability. <laughs> grabbing that darn wall. <laughs> it's hard to get your arms around it. Uh, well, and I, I, in my life right now, I am facing so many unknowns. Yeah. Uh, in particular, my husband had a stroke, and so we're trying to decide where do we, I've cared for him for a year, can I continue? And with all five kids, we're all talking about it. And it's very interesting to see how all of us operate with not knowing. And one person gets a little hysterical, another gets philosophical, another gets practical. Um, and I think that happens in companies. Oh, for sure. Now, I, I want to ask you, are, are all those just fine? Is there one that may be better than another? Uh, but it, 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 I, I think it's the tolerance. And, and uh, yeah, I'll tell you the solution family-wise. So think about it uh, company-wise. I skipped a Saturday meeting. My kids are far flung. And we have been having a Zoom call every Saturday. And we skipped one. And immediately the information got skewed and got everybody off their perch. And we have one coming up this Saturday, and I may not be able to wait 
until we have that because there's so much now anxiety and irritation and the kind of things that happen in a large family um, because we don't have common data. And I did have them ask, you know, design a good outcome. They still, they don't remember that. They got a piece of news that scared them. <laughs> and so the thing is constant contact and spelling out what is our reality right now and you, you know we've done that, which is where are we? What are our principles? And raise your hand when you think we've gone bluey. And what they're doing is raising their hand saying we've gone bluey. Yeah, you know, so I think, you know, you said maybe we'll pop a nugget out. I think that's clearly uh, a nugget. Um, Over contact. Yeah, and well, and I think having uh, uh, interested parties, others, getting their voice out there so that there's some common, you know, if in, in facing unknown to the extent that you can figure out what's happening now mm-hmm. uh, and what do I need to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and to share. Oh, it's a hot spot for me. Um, sharing reactions and feelings, honestly, even when it's very difficult to do because we're a blended family. And if, if we go get too hot with one another, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You split into divisions, whether it's women against men or one family against another. So, uh, and that's what, that's the fractures that happen in a company as well. Well, I was thinking in a company uh, and our current reality of coming uh, or hopefully emerging from the pandemic and what is the world going to look like? Uh, and how our workforce is going to shift. Um, I mean, there are a ton. There is a workforce. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, there are just so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I'll, I'll just lay something out and and get your reaction. Uh, once again, dealing with the unknowns. At the beginning of the pandemic, uh, companies were forced to make decisions about uh, how to operate send people home, keep them there. Um, And I was a a part of a group uh, that we ran a um, thrift store. Mm -hmm. And I was advocating that we close the thrift store. Mm -hmm. And this is before CDC came out with guidelines. And they, uh, my peers said, I think we have to make a decision based on what we know. Mm -hmm. And I pushed back and I said, I think there's so many unknowns we have to make a decision based on what we don't know. Uh huh. You know, which is kind of, it's really counterintuitive. Uh, also, it usually doesn't feel great. Oh, it, it felt horrible. I mean, the big. Yeah, some decisions, when you're making them on many factors, it, it still isn't. Um, there's a feeling that you're making the best decision. Yeah. Yeah. And with the unknown, you're making a decision. No doubt. No doubt. And then that was one of the big concerns is once you make a decision, how do you unwind it as circumstances dictate or do you unwind it? So mm-hmm. it, it's tough for sure. Yeah, make another decision. Um, yeah. And how, how to keep a core. Well, okay. Let's assume people want to go back to work at all. Yeah. That's a big assumption. Entrepreneurship, so, you know, owning your own business is big. 
um, because companies got too big. Now they're disintegrating just like every other institution, which I'll talk about another time. Um, how much complexity can something with a core purpose tolerate? And still, you know, be efficient. I, I'm thinking how um, uh, one company that has decided to go letting everybody work from home. Yeah. And that will have huge ramifications. Others are saying, everybody come back. We need the contact. We need the interaction. We need the sparking. Because one thing you do lose, unless you build it in, uh, in working from home are hallway conversations. Yes. And for me, hallway conversations are where new ideas verbal. So when you hear people trying to do hybrid, you hear the mess it turns into pretty fast. Does my driving into work that time when other people don't have it, have to worry about that? Do they get ahead? How do you compensate differently? It's really um, complex. It, it is. Um... I don't know at what point we kind of start to unravel some thoughts and ideas to help um, yeah. what you, you just shared. I mean, there is a crisis uh, in the hospitality industry right now where restaurants okay. literally uh, can't take care of their customers because they, they can't attract uh, any help. And uh, I mean, you're seeing more customers than ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. More customers than ever. Yeah. Um, and so far, their reaction has been to cut the hours. Uh, if we served lunch and dinner, we're only going to serve dinner now. And I guess in the face of that unknown, like how do we go forward with this reality? Um, you know, uh, what kind of decisions can I make now that will ultimately assure my success long term? Yeah, that's so funny. When you mentioned that example, I immediately thought if I were the restaurant owner, I would put my customers to work. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'd turn it into a hospitality meeting one another. So table two would serve to table five. You know. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. There's a Danny's Barbecue. I'll give you two examples. So I, I think that, that what you're bringing out are here's some creative solutions but there was a Stanny's barbecue that would uh, have a ton of uh, waitresses and waiters serving you, bringing your meal, taking your order, filling your iced tea. Yeah. And you go in there now and there's two cooks and someone at the front counter. Yeah. You, you essentially place your order um, and literally get your own drink uh, uh, and the food comes out. Um, uh, it, it's the, question, the question is how can you make that, a better experience yes. than traditional. And I think through, you know, setting it up as a family buffet or, I don't know, putting people at the table. I, use your customer. Use what's there. There's yeah. the nugget. Use what's in front of your face and clear out former definitions. Yes. Because when a large family gathers, at least mine, we all pitch in and get it done. And it could be a fun way to meet people in New York. And yeah, I don't know. It's something to play with. So what we're so one thing is, for goodness sakes, play with goofy ideas. Oh, yes. Because a good one might emerge. Um, Another one um, 
that I see is I think experience has always been traditionally seen as a strength. So you could lean into what's happened before and the lessons of the past. And I think a, a deliberate um, conversation about what, what rules no longer apply, um, you know, and, uh, Building, and buildings no longer necessarily apply. Yeah. Um, They're uh, just walls. You know, hours in the seat working uh, okay. to some extent no longer applies. Mm -hmm. uh, nine to five no longer applies. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Well, I was, here's, I'm back to my thing of the informal conversations that grow an idea. So hallway conversations no longer apply. How do you replicate that? So for instance, I might bring random people together from the yeah. organization to say, what, what have you been noodling on that we need to grow anything? And if they haven't been, then they're going to know I as CEO expect them to. <laughs> <laughs> um, big, big uh, expensive retreats. Gone. Mm -hmm. that were 80% fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look, um, at, you look at business travel, um, uh, going high touch with your customer. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's gone, but it's certainly... It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly a, a, a rule from the past that no longer applies. I've gotten two uh, gifts recently from people I'm engaged with that, that, that they are working. I'm, a, I'm their client. Yeah. And that's a form of touch. I felt really great. I got a big box full of books from one person. I got candy from another. And that worked for me. I got flowers from another. Um, but more, how do you tolerate the unknown. It takes a kind of courage or centering to yeah. say, we really don't know. We, but we do know our past. We do know our purpose and principles like we do, you and I do. Yeah. How do we take action Anyway, sticking to those principles yeah, and to the things that don't apply anymore, how do we have the courage to make decisions? Uh, two thoughts come to mind, not that you asked for uh, a reaction or an answer, but no. <laughs> uh, the first is staying still is not an option. Well, that's nice. Uh, you know, so doing nothing or kind of stay the course, I, I don't think is an option when faced with the unknown. And it really kind of leads to my second thought is what I find comforting when I can't see the future or I have unknowns. Yeah. I know that if I move forward, uh, whether it's time or whether it's space, I'm going to learn things along the way that are going to help me. So the, the whole idea of being paralyzed is not an option. So move 
make the best, most creative decision that you can make and know that uh, whether it's tomorrow or next week, um, you're going to have a lot more information. Therefore, follow the experiential learning model. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Think, take action. Active learning. Feedback, learn, and get into that constant cycle. And I would say, um, take medium-sized steps. Yes. Too little, you're not going to learn enough, and too big, you're betting the farm. You don't want to do that. Yeah, in a way. What do you do when you're confused? Uh, you know, I just took a breath. I uh, oftentimes when I'm confused, I need to just clear my head and and, and get kind of grounded in my breath and um, and I I often go to a place um, of what do I need to do right now to kind of move me forward? So it's that same thing. You know, I'm confused. I don't have the answer. I don't see the path forward. Uh, I'm not sure of my role. Is is to somehow ground yourself, uh, find your home base, as you've said at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of uh, get your balance back. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have to... Uh talk myself out of being afraid oh yeah or acting too soon um and i'm sort of getting grounded in who am i and then what are the principles that have held this business together and the core value yeah i'll tell you and you talk about unknowns the the so it's it's kind of uncertainty but uh, I have often had experiences where something happens totally unexpectedly mm-hmm. and it's not good. And I can go to a place of being paralyzed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because of I, because you're I'm in fear because I don't see a path forward. Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes what has helped me is to get into a problem solving mode. Mm-hmm. Like, what is something I can do right now to, to get some level of um, the path forward back? That sounds a little theoretical, but that's... No, and I, I have to get to a place where I can listen to my intuition. And fear is really hard to... It's hard to find your intuition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're terrified of doing something wrong really wrong. Um, I, I'm thinking of my personal situation because sometimes uh, you're in, uh, I don't want to do anything. I want to stay paralyzed because mm. I, I, I don't want, for instance, in my personal story, I don't want what's happening. I don't want my husband to have to go to assisted living. And what helps me face it is my family group. And we all don't want to face it, but together <laughs> we can hold on tight and face it. So I have to take an action I don't necessarily like. And that's also a big part of a business. I don't want to downsize. 
and I must, and I may wait too long and make it worse. I don't want to sell that building. I don't want to shift my product, which I know young entrepreneurs who have done that successfully and unsuccessfully. I don't want to shift from what I was doing that was working. And I have to. And for me to, to make that bridge, I have to have buddies. You know, um, I think we've kind of come full circle when you talked about your personal situation. Yeah. Um, two reactions. The, the, the whole uh, comment about wanting to stay paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I, I think when looking at organizations, like what's happening now with, with a lot of these companies taking a stand, everyone back by Labor Day, yeah. um, you know, everyone work from home. I, I think sometimes making a quick decision or trying to fix something um, in the moment uh, is more damaging than just staying um, in kind of a, a, a state of not wanting to act and then saying, who do I need to have in this room, uh, virtual or otherwise, to help us find a path forward? Yeah, and I do uh, remember an executive committee I worked with where I said, I'm sick of leadership assessments that go delegation. Blah, blah, blah. What do you really, what's a really key thing that you have to do? And one was good timing. Tell me more. Good timing for decisions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knowing when uh, you actually have to let somebody go that you like that isn't working out, <clears throat> that's been a colleague, What both the personal timing and the organizational timing, but a sense of <clears throat> when to take action. And they all shared that there were moments when they knew they either went too fast or too slow and that they learned better timing through doing it wrong. Yeah. So, so I mean, anything, shifting a strategy, closing a store, all of that you have to, and it helps to be doused in the industry to be able to do that. But, um, yeah. You don't see that on a leadership assessment. No, you don't for sure. I think that whole sense of community and, and uh, bringing a group together, uh, I think in the business context, that better be beyond uh, the organization, meaning so whether it's the customer, whether it's you know uh, what's happening in the industry. So I, I think the unknown demands doing some real serious uh, research uh, of what is happening, what, you know, or what might happen, given what we know now. Exploration. Exploration, fill your, exactly. Fill your basket with options, dump them out on the table and play with them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there, that's the ultimate wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I need a board to guide my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the word that's probably been used more in the last 18 months uh, than ever is the word pivot. Oh, I know. You know, pivoting can get you dizzy. It really, and but we as individuals are pivoting. I mean, we went into the great unknown called the pandemic. Yep. Uh, I think many people can see some changes that they made have actually worked 
in terms of them being more effective, being more productive, being happier. So, you know, we now have this kind of emerging world that once again has some unknown. Uh, I see taking uh, a deliberate approach of saying, here are the things that I've learned in the last 18 months that I'm going to hold on to, uh, that I'm going to incorporate it in what is now going to be my home base uh, that helps me go forward. And I, a, a hidden, I can't say benefit in relationship to the pandemic, but we are skipping a generation of transition into new forms. We're exploding into new forms. Uh, so if we're not dizzy, we're crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and to some extent, it's being thrust upon us. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So forced to transition way faster than we would have if we followed along. And that's true in every institution, church, government, education, business. And so. Yeah. My, um, I think we're, we're close to time. So. Yeah. I, I was going to say, let's do one last exercise. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce podcast. Until the next time, be well and be safe.